You don't even need a Capital One card, and it's free. So why didn't I get off the naughty list? Turns out Santa's a stickler for naughty words. <laughs> Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. When you grill with Kingsford Charcoal and add Kingsford Garlic, Onion, and Paprika Flavor Boosters, your special occasion becomes unforgettable. Wow. Made with 100% real spices, Kingsford Garlic, Onion, and Paprika Flavor Boosters can be added to any pre-lit charcoal to add a whole new, rich, full-bodied flavor and aroma to your spring grilling. Mmm, so good. Look for Kingsford Charcoal and Kingsford Garlic, Onion, and Paprika Flavor Boosters for a mouth-watering flavor experience. Kingsford.com. Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-760-8196. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-760-8196 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-760-8196. What do you have to lose? Call 800-760-8196. Again, 800-760-8196. Hey, ESPN Wichita fans. Let's kick off the weekend in style at Twin Peaks West. Meet us out at Ridge and Taft starting at noon this Friday for some eats, drinks, and scenic views. We're back at the Lodge with the Shane Dennis Show and The Pulse with Pat Strothman. Rolling from noon to 4 this Friday. Twin Peaks West. Come enjoy scratch-made food, 29-degree drafts, and we got you covered with some swag to go along with the scenic views. Friday, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, Twin Peaks West. This is SportsCenter. Bears general manager Ryan Poles adamant he wants to know which direction the team will go at quarterback quickly, but he did tell reporters today he's got no master plan to reveal at the NBA at the NFL Combine. Chicago has the top overall pick in the draft for a second consecutive year, has to decide between keeping Justin Fields or drafting a quarterback. Poles also addressed what Chicago would want should it trade that pick. Yeah, it's hard to say right now, um, but it's, it's got to help our organization significantly to, to move around um, because we saw what it did last year um, and I'm looking for that type of return to continue to improve our football. Bears GM Ryan Poles, he did not rule out trading fields. A decision on quarterback Russell Wilson's future with the Broncos will come within the next two weeks. According to coach Sean Payton, many around the NFL believe that Denver will release Wilson. Buccaneers GM Jason Light said the team is actively working toward re-signing receiver Mike Evans, even if it puts a strain on their finances to do so. He called he called Evans an unprecedented player and wants him to be a buck for life. Hey, it's Evan Cohen coming up Wednesday. We'll recap everything that happens at the Combine. Plus, can the Lakers make a championship run? It's on Sportsmanlike 6 a.m. Eastern right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. You're listening to The Pulse with Pat Strothman on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Small town, big dreams, and a young boy the age of 15. 
Had a premonition his city would get seen. Now I'm winning, get sheen in the city of the home of our heroes. What's up, Wichita? Happy Tuesday, everyone. Hope you're having an awesome day. Enjoy that weather, the warm weather, while you can. It's about to get incredibly cold. <laughs> I know there's one listener who was like, man, I want to see some snow on the ground. I don't wish for that, but we are going to get some, some cold weather coming up tonight. But don't you worry. It's still warm right now. It's still nice out there, and we sure do appreciate you tuning in here on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon. This is The Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. If you're driving and listening to us on the radio dial, thank you for doing that. If you're about to get outside of our large area, or if you're about to step outside the car and get inside the house, you can always grab your AirPods or headphones and put them on, and you can listen to us by downloading the TuneIn app to your smartphone, or if you just want to pull up an internet browser, type in ESPNWichita.com. We have a Listen Live link on there. It's a red button. You can't miss it. You click on that, and boom, we'll pull up. There's a media player. They'll pop up. But also, too, if you want to go back and listen to the show yesterday, let's say you missed what we had to offer yesterday on the station, you can, and you can go uh, a long ways back. I mean, you can go far, far, far back. You can go all the way back to last year, if I recall, on the podcast page. So if you truly want to go back and listen to something, you can. ESPNWichita.com. We also have Spotify and Apple Music. Speaking of your house, if you are going in your home and you have a smart speaker, if you're doing some some things at home, tell it to tune into ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Very, very simple. I'm Pat Strothman. Jack Johnson is producing today. If you would like to be a part of the show, you can dial 316-669-4996. That is 316-669-4996. We'll talk about the Chiefs here shortly. Hour number two, we'll talk K-State men's basketball. How about that crazy game last night inside Bramlage Coliseum? If you want to voice your opinion, feel free to dial. Or if you just want to text... That is a easy thing that you could do too. 316-247-0923. Love how someone said a sent a message. He's our diehard Dodgers fan. Goes, I hate to miss your show today, but dot dot dot. Shohei Otani. Yeah, you have Mookie Betts. You have Shohei Otani. Pretty decent lineup for the LA Dodgers. Hope your Dodgers do well. We don't have to talk Dodgers though. But if you want to chime in, say hi. Weigh in on your hot sports take. Let us know. 316-247-0923. Social media-wise, we have access to Twitter slash X, Instagram, Facebook. Go to all those pages. Please like and follow those pages. We would sure appreciate that. To those who have already done that, a major thank you to you. Please feel free to share. And always monitor our social media pages because you never know when we might do a giveaway. We have given away autographed jerseys before. We've done tickets. We've done concerts. We've done all sorts of things on social media. So if you would like to win something courtesy of us, that is one way to do it. Follow all those different pages via social media. Okay, here today, Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com will be on the show. 
He is brought to you by Interest Bank. There is some action going on at the Combine, so we'll tell you about that here shortly. And then we'll get the thoughts of Matt Derrick on what he might be hearing, what's logical, what does he make of some of the latest Chiefs news. We'll get into all that here shortly. After that, court stormings. Yes, we do. we got to talk about that. We didn't have a chance to talk about it yesterday. Jack, I don't know if you're part of the conversation. I don't think you were. I think it might have been a little bit before you officially got in, but I know Chance, Shane, and myself were all talking about it. And we all have thoughts on it. We all do. So we'll get to that at 245. And so do coaches. And you'll hear about that coming up in just a little bit. Hour number two begins with Taylor Eldridge from the Wichita Eagle. He's brought to you by You Build at Wichita. The Shockers suffered another heartbreaker on Sunday against Temple. Just a couple of games left. UAB on deck tomorrow. We will visit with Taylor Eldridge about the latest games and so on and so forth. After that, K-State. What a crazy game that was inside Bramlage Coliseum. The Wildcats, how did they pull it off? And what did that do for them in terms of their NCAA tournament stock? We'll get into all of that at 325. And then we finish out the show with a Take-Two Tuesday with Jack Johnson. That is our lineup card for today. It is February 27, 2024. Thank you so much for joining us here on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon. Thank you for making us Wichita Sports Leader. ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. So, the NFL Draft Combine. Everyone's paying attention to it. I'm sure we'll continue to dive into it as the week progresses. Everyone's wondering, though, since this is the offseason for the Kansas City Chiefs, what are they going to do? We've talked to Matt Derrick about this a little bit last week. Well, Andy Reid and Brett Feach both there as they were talking to individuals at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. Brett Veach was asked about Chris Jones and Lejarius Sneed. Let's hear from Brett Veach first, and then we will come back to a tweet from a friend of the show, Matt Verderam, that you might want to listen to. So first, Brett Veach from the NFL Scouting Combine in Indy. All right, um, much like Coach, uh, before we get into the football topics, would like to definitely start off by um, offering our thoughts and prayers to uh, Lisa Lopez-Galvin, her family, all the families that were impacted the day of the parade, um, certainly a heartbreaking and, and tragic day for us. Uh, our organization has been in contact with the families, and we will continue to do so and be a pillar of support for them both now and into the future, and, and um, speaking of support, Certainly want to thank the uh, the first responders that day, uh, men, and women, men and women in uniform uh, for their support and really everyone that day that, um, you know, showed their their guidance during, during a tough time. Um, numerous player accounts and stories and proud of those guys for for the work they did and, and for the calmness they showed. So definitely wanted to start off by, again, um, sending our thoughts and prayers to those families. It's, um, it's tough to transition now in, into football, but understand that's, that's why we're here. And a um, lot to be proud and, and thankful for. Eight straight AFC West titles, six AFC championships, four Super Bowls in the last six years, three Super Bowl wins. So back-to-back um, -back titles hadn't been done in a while, and we're looking forward to going after that ever-elusive three-peat. And um, wouldn't be here without the outstanding leadership of, of Clark and, and the Hunt family and Mark and his crew, our great players, our 
outstanding coaching staff, Ted Cruz, um, for his amazing job that he does all year. Um, and I, I, my my personnel staff, I can't, can't thank them enough. I truly believe I have the um, best group of scouts in the NFL. So looking forward to being here and, and starting this process, meeting with player agents and getting to know the the new draft prospects and to meet them and interview them. So with that, I'll take your questions. I think um, much like any position, we're always looking to get better. And so, um, you know, whether it be receiver, O-line, D-line, DBs, any opportunity we can to make our team better, um, we're going to do that. And so we put a high priority on the depth in our roster. And, and so we'll, um, you know, we'll attack that much like we do all the positions and try to get the very best players we can and go through our process. Every team's process is a little bit different and unique. Um, we have ours, and um, you know, there's always chance to refine and tune things. But um, again, I, I think in this league, because of such a long season, I'm talking 20 game season, uh, it's a marathon, and you have to attack every position and, and with the mindset of just having that depth because it's not a matter of if but when players go down. Yeah, we did a lot of work on him, and that—that that is, a, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, it is—it's a, a little bit different in our offense. There's a lot of verbiage, a lot of dialogue. You're always going to have a coaching staff that puts a ton of pressure on young players to come in and perform. Our situation is a little unique, where you have a coaching staff and a quarterback that puts a lot of pressure for the players to come in and perform right away. So, um, credit to Rasheed. I mean, he—it it just speaks to him and his resilience. Um, you know, it was a lot early on, and our coaches just did a great job of pacing him. I know early on you see the flashes and you want more and more and more, but there was a plan, there was a vision, and sometimes these things take time. Something, sometimes they don't um, happen as soon as you want, and it takes some time. But with Rashi, I think he was determined to make it happen this year and to keep working, and, you know, he did a great job. So certainly um, credit to him and the work he put in off the field with the playbook and with our coaches after practice. I mean, we're going to, just like last year, um, with Chris and with LJ, with a lot of our players, we get a chance to meet the agents this week. And um, he's at the top of the list. And I love Chris and tried really hard to get something done, and we didn't. Um, but when we got together right after that Detroit game, we had a great talk. And, um, you know, both parties, I think, want to be here. So we'll get to work. And, you know, that's certainly a guy we want back and love and want to see him finish and it's career here in Kansas City. Well, I mean, you know, I think our division, tremendous coaching. I mean, I think the first thing you think of is the outstanding coaching. Um, and now two more great coaches hired uh, in L.A. And, and Oakland. So I think, the, you know, the, the task is with, with these organizations is that they're smart organizations, they're tough organizations, and you know they're they're led by great coaches and so they're going to have different ways to attack us and i mean we all saw last year what vegas did to us christmas day and we went on you know i think to win the rest of the game so uh never an easy game um but i think we just have to be in the mindset of just control what we can control and just try to put this roster together um and be the best version of ourselves and i think when we just take care of what we need to do and just try to make our roster better and get better 
improving from what we did last year. I don't think we ever chase anybody. We just try to be the best version of ourselves. So we'll continue to do that, but certainly a tough task in our division. Uh, great teams, great rosters, great coaching staffs. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, certainly. Um, that's always um, a stress. You'd like to be able to tag all the guys and pay all the guys. And it's tough because the more you win, I mean, the more you got to pay players. And obviously, when you have this amount of success, you're, you're paying a lot of players a, a lot of money. And uh, then it's equally as tough because you're drafting late. So there's challenges. Um, we'll go through them and we'll always put our best foot forward. Certainly want to do what we can to try to keep both those players. And that's going to be our goal and intent. Uh, hopefully, we're able to figure something out, um, but every free agency is different, unique, and crazy. And so, but our, you know, it, we do have one tag, and I anticipate probably using it uh, to help us, but I think our goal is to try to get both those players done and then work down the rest of our roster. Yeah, we'll get a chance to meet with him and his agent, Love McColl, and if there's an opportunity there that, that makes sense for him and us, I'm sure we wouldn't be uh, opposed to, to going down that, that road. I mean, listen, when you have a guy that has played in this offense and un understands all the verbiage, all the dialogues, all the play checks, I mean, that's why it, you know, we didn't have a lot of ammunition to do much at the trade deadline last year. That one just kind of opened itself up where the price wasn't much, and our coaches knew him, he knew us, and it worked out. And I mean, thrilled for him for that last play. I mean, what a turn of events for him, but uh, love McColl, and I'm sure we'll be in contact with him. Um, I'm not a big reader, no. I, I watch the Netflix documentaries, and I'm, I'm a big documentary guy, so I don't read much, but I spend a lot of time just watching documentaries and trying to learn about historical events and things in the past, but uh, Mike Berganzi is the guy you want to talk to. He reads, every time I'm in his office, he's reading a book. So he's, if you're wanting to talk books and talk reading, Mike Berganzi is the guy. Yeah, we go through our process. That one was a long process there. And there was, I think, from our end, I, you know, we attack this like we do every player that we add in our roster. We just go through the whole process and our entire intel and security team. And um, I think when that came through, there it was a pretty much green light and that it was an opportunity for him. Probably should have been in the league maybe sooner than what he was, but he had to go through that process and, um, you know, looking forward to adding to the roster. But as far as the information in our process, it, you know, there was no hold up there. Well, Brant's amazing. We're certainly going to miss Brant, and um, congratulations to him and, and his family and to the Panthers for, for that hire there. Um, Brant, uh, Chris Shea, that whole staff, I mean, they, and really Brant got ahead of that one early, and I mean, that's, I mean, the key in this league is getting a quarterback, and then once you get him, it's securing him long term, and then having the ability to, to do things within the contract to allow and provide flexibility. Um, Brant got on top of that early. Um, he has a tremendous relationship uh, with the agent community, does a great job, super smart. Going to miss him uh, a lot. Uh, I haven't got a chance to see him yet, but I'm looking forward to, to catching up with him. But going to miss him. We have some big shoes to fill. Chris Shea and, and Jack Walloff 
they'll do a great job. Um, but again, Brent was was on top of that Mahomes contract early and did a great job of guiding the organization through that. Last last question. Last question. Um, I think, you know, in, in some ways it, there is the benefit of, I, I think if, if you get close in negotiations, I think you get the added benefit of the ties go to the Chiefs, because I think if all things were equal, um, it is a money deal at the end of the day, and people aren't going to turn down um, a huge discrepancy in contracts, but I think we get the benefit of, of breaking all ties, so I think that's... Um, that's a huge benefit, and on the flip side, there's a lot of stress and a lot of uh, um, anxiety in every offseason because, you know, you have small windows and you, you don't have the ability to make a ton of mistakes. I mean, your margin for error is razor thin, so you got to be good on your draft picks and you got to be good on, on your free agency guys that, that come in here. They have to play. They have to produce right away because you don't have a, uh, a ton in regards to excess picks or excess money, so you got to be got to be efficient w with what you have. All right, thank you. Yep. All right, so that's Brett Veach from Indianapolis. And look, he's trying to sign both LeJerry Sneed and Chris Jones. He's trying to trying to get them both. He's trying. Now, at the top of the list, it's probably Chris Jones. I mean, let's be real. Look at the franchise tag amount. For LeJerry Sneed, it's not cheap by any stretch of the imagination, but for Chris Jones... To have thirty plus million dollars for one year on a franchise tag for a guy like that, don't know if that would be the best of of decisions there for Brett Veach. Thirty two million dollars against a salary cap. A tag for Lejerry Sneed would be nineteen million dollars. Again, still quite a bit of money. But Lejerry Sneed being tagged, maybe that's the the better play as you try to work out a long term contract with Chris Jones. You're going to run the risk of, of someone that you're going to lose. And and really, if you look at it, Chris Jones, sure, he'll get a lot of interest, but he'll also break the bank. LaDre Sneed's also going to get a lot of interest, and I'm sure he's going to get paid quite a bit in free agencies. So it's one of those situations to where you look at Brett each, it's like you can try to get them both, but I just don't know. Realistically, how can you actually get the job done? Now, here's the thing. We do feel like a tag is going to be placed on someone. A tag is going to happen, whether it's LeJarrius Sneed or it's on Chris Jones. A, a tag's going to happen. Well, according to Matt Verderam, who's been on this show numerous times, he is in Indianapolis. He has talked to multiple sources, and he just tweeted this out. He says, multiple sources tell me the Chiefs are trending toward using the franchise tag on star corner LeJarrius Sneed. He's being told, while nothing is 100% at this stage, the likelihood of Snead being tagged is 75 to 80%. That seems pretty high. Now, things can change. We all know this. Chris Jones at the parade might have said that he's going to be a cheap next year, the year after that, and the year after that. But we all know who his representation is. They seem to have this M.O. of, hey, this guy is going to have to be the top defensive tackle in the NFL. He's going to have to get paid top dollar. And I just don't know if Kansas City is going to want to be that type of team to give him 
the top dollar, knowing Brett Veach and how he has handled these situations in previous years. So LeJarius Sneed, if he does indeed get the tag, okay, great. There's $19 million against the salary cap. Does this shoot down the idea that Chris Jones is going to be a Kansas City Chief? Here's the thing you got to remember, the salary cap increasing by $30 million. It's the largest bump. I find it funny. I had a buddy of mine who was saying, well, this is why the NFL is rigged, because the salary cap increases magically for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, it also helps out all the other teams in the NFL, so I don't necessarily buy that. But for Kansas City, yeah, the extra playing around cash that could do wonders, and that does give them maybe more of a chance to actually re-sign Chris Jones to a three-, four-year deal while placing the tag on Jerry Sneed as you try to work out the contract negotiations, and then you try to maybe make a play on Drew Tranquil, which odds are you'll probably be outbid. You have uh, a couple other linebackers to worry about, too. You look at the wide receiver room. You could save $12 million by cutting MVS. So many options. Brett Veach is going to have to map it all out. He's done well in previous years. But this year, it does seem like defensively, if you want to keep this team, this defense, this unit, as one of the top defensive units in the entire NFL, it would probably be wise to try to bring back Chris Jones and LeJarrius Sneed for sure. And then you trust maybe some linebackers stepping up. Leo Chanel had a great Super Bowl. Maybe you... Hope Nick Bolton can can be a little bit faster. And he hoped that up front, Charles Emanuel comes back. He can be a, maybe a midseason addition to add to your pass rushing unit. There are some different things that Kansas City can do in order to retain that top spot in the NFL as a defense. Legereus need being tagged, though. That is the indication as of right now, according to Matt Verderam, who's been on the show numerous times. Nothing is 100%. But the likelihood of him being tagged is 75 to 80%. What does that do to Chris Jones? Well, Matt Derrick might have an answer for that. We'll talk to Matt Derrick next when we return here on The Pulse. You're tuned into The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. 2023 is gone, but you can still save on your income taxes by contributing to an IRA before the April 15th deadline. Let me, Pete Anderson, investment advisor representative at Vantage Point Financial Group help. I'll get your IRA set up and your contribution in on time. Find me online at vpfgroup.com or by text 316-333-7530. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Osaic Wealth Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Osaic Wealth is separately owned in other entities, intermarketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Osaic. We tried Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, and after a couple of weeks, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and there was a lot less scratching and shedding. My dog smelled and scratched constantly. We bathed and sprayed her, took her to the vet, but no results. Now, a little Dynavite in her food helps Bella keep her beautiful coat with no scratching or smell. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. Do you love your neighborhood but hate your home? 
Do you want to remodel your home but don't know where to start? Working with the design and construction team at Pinnacle Homes may be the answer. Our team will help you figure out how to make your space functional and beautiful. Call us today to remodel your whole home, kitchen, bathroom, or even to add a room onto your home. Are you ready to get started? Go to our website at remodelerswichita.com and book a consultation today. Pinnacle Homes, it's time that you love your home again. Why wait to save? Dell Technologies Black Friday event arrives early with select deals on top tech to power business productivity. The savings start now with up to 48% off performance business PCs powered by 12th gen Intel Core processors. Don't forget special pricing on the latest monitors, docks, and accessories, including free shipping on everything. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL for Black Friday deals. That's 877-ASK-DELL. I'm Scott Trout, attorney and CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Missouri or Kansas attorneys. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision. It should not be based solely upon advertisements. CordellCordell.com. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides. What still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. Or get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's going to fit. Air filters, brakes, headlights, over 122 million parts. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Lots of stuff happening in the city of Indianapolis this week. The NFL Scouting Combine from Indy. And we're actually going to go to a guy who was there in Indianapolis. It is Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com. He's brought to you by Entrust Bank. Today is for zero fees. That's why there's free small business checking from Entrust Bank. Tradition for today, member FDIC. Hello, Matt. How is the great city of Indianapolis? It is. Uh, it's ballroom season, Pat. Which you know what that means? It means just, uh, I'm just talking to you from one convention center after another. Whether it's Las <laughs> Vegas, it's Indianapolis, and I've apparently chosen a, a seat where I, I think I may be echoing over the entire convention center because I can like hear my voice bouncing back at me. So. Apparently, I need to walk around and move. <laughs> no, that's just your—that's just your big, beautiful voice. Like we—we we all know about your modeling career. This—this this is why you're also this. This is in addition to being a model, you're also an actor because of this big, booming voice. So that's what it is. You know, in my singing career, and I use that term loosely, uh, ended Pat back in like junior high school. Um, I was like a before my, my my voice changed, so I was like an alto. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not like the deep uh, James Earl Jones baritone or anything coming at you. <laughs> well, you had a chance to listen to Andy Reid. You had a chance to listen to Brett Feach. Let's start with the thoughts of Andy Reid, and then we'll work our way to Brett Feach. Anything of note from, from Andy Reid other than him talking about Eric Bieniemy will do great at UCLA. 
Yeah, you know, probably the main headline, I think, that came out of the, the public remarks um, uh, with kind of the national people asking him questions. And obviously there was a lot of questions he got about developing a quarterback is, you know, and hey, man, I don't think Andy Reid's still going to share his secrets on developing a quarterback with the general public at uh, <laughs> a, a, a ballroom in Indianapolis. But, uh, you know, and, and he talked to some of his local reporters off to the side afterwards and probably a little bit more um, information there from both, you know, Brett and from Andy. Um, but I, I think that, you know, one thing was certainly that we talked to him about was just how this team is going to approach and handle the off season with, you know, trying to three-peat. And, you know, uh, you know are, are they really going to, you know, maybe push all their chips in on trying to three-peat? Uh, maybe just, uh, you know, try to keep as many of the, the gang back together, maybe try and stretch the budget and stretch that salary cap this year a little bit more to try and get the resources that they need. And I, I thought also, you know, one of the things was, you know, especially that I don't think you're ever going to hear the word three-peat come out of Andy Reid's mouth. Um, he kind of, you know, laughed at the idea that I think he would ever use that word. He's like, it might happen, but, you know, his, his goal, I mean, I, and I think that the strategy is kind of trying to do what they did last year, which is that this team wasn't trying to focus on running it back. They were just trying to focus on winning a Super Bowl. And I think you're going to hear that a, a lot this year. I mean, there might be some guys that talk about three-peat, but I think you're going to hear Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and I think you're going to try and get the leaders of this team to just focus on, hey, it's the same season. It's it's St. Joe all over again. I mean, you're doing the same things that you do every year. It's no different. Um, you're trying to win one Super Bowl. You're not trying to win three. Well, Andy Reid, here he is going into another year with some people, a.k.a. one person, and <laughs> thought that maybe he would retire after <laughs> after this postseason. Well, no signs of slowing down for Andy Reid. Instead, seems like there's a big contract that could be coming his way, which – Again, no one should be surprised by that, right? Everyone should be grateful for the fact that there's another contract coming for Andy Reid to make him one of the top NFL coaches in uh, when it comes to getting paid. Yeah, and interestingly enough, when we talked to him about you know his contract and getting an extension done, um, it was a little bit different in the tone he had when asked if he was going to you know retire and everything. Um, those two times when he was asked about it, honestly, I mean, I think he. For the, by and large, um, gave us answers that were, you know, he's trying to laugh it off or ignore it and just, you know, try to make it go away. Uh, in this case, you know, he was a little sheepish about it, you know, maybe just a little embarrassed that he's like, yeah, I, don't, I don't think Andy Reid is the kind of guy that really necessarily takes a great deal of pride in being the highest paid coach in, in the world or anything like that. So I, I think he's probably a little maybe even embarrassed by it because he's he doesn't like to have his contract stuff out there. And he's not that huge a deal to him because at the end of the day, I mean, the money, I mean, hey, he does it for the money. The money's nice and everything, but I think Andy Reid might be just as happy coaching high school football in California. Um, you know, he's, it's not scoreboard for him for like it is the players. I mean, he'll take the checks and cash them, no doubt about it. Um, but I, I got, you know, to me, I get a lot more sense of his attitude was a lot more serious, though, about talking about staying, being with this team for a while than it ever was about, you know, talking about retirement because he just never took those retirement questions seriously. Andy Reid, speaking there in Indianapolis, but also speaking there in Indy, is Brett Veach. And Brett Veach, no surprise, being asked about Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed. Let's start with this, though. With the increase of the salary cap, 
What does that do to the likelihood of bringing both of them back? Does that increase it by 5%, 50%? What would you put it as? Um, I think it, it makes it it makes it easier. I don't think it makes it more likely, but easier is the way I would put it. And, yeah, maybe it does make it 5% easier or more likely in that sense because, you know, it, that that's not necessarily – the cap was not necessarily the biggest obstacle against getting those two guys done. It's writing the checks – that get it done and having both those guys agree to it. Um, you know, if they want to keep both those guys, Clark Hunt's going to have to lay out a lot of cash this year. And this is usually a team that pay, plays, you know, pretty close to the vest when it comes to, you know, money versus cap. They don't like to be one of these teams that ends up, you know, cash-wise, $50 million over the cap that then has to, you know, you have to figure out how to squeeze it into future years. Um, you know, Clark Hunt likes to have the budget, and he likes the budget to be set at the cap. And um, If they're going to get those two guys in particular done this year, I mean, that's one thing is that they're going to have to lay out a lot for signing bonus, which means more money kicked down the curb in the future years, probably some void years, all those things that the Chiefs don't like to do. Um, so I don't think that the cap is necessarily the biggest factor. I think it's still coming up with a number that the Chiefs can live with and that those two players can live with and that they can agree on. Because obviously that was the issue with Chris Jones last year. It wasn't, you know, a, a willingness. It was just that those two sides could not agree on the number. Uh, it's going to be the same thing this year with both these both these players. It's coming up with a number that both of them are happy with. And I, I, I mean, Brett Beach said, "Hey, he he's like, I, I don't know that it's a hundred percent that they'll both get done. I don't know if it's seventy-five. Maybe it's fifty-fifty. You know, we'll see, but um, definitely at least the indication here, Pat, is that um, uh, luxurious knee is more likely to get the the franchise tag. And that's simple mathematics. You know, his cap yeah. number for the for the franchise tag would be nineteen point eight. Uh, Chris Jones's would be almost thirty-two point two, and the Chiefs would actually have to make some moves to get Chris under the salary cap. So that means you know, it would be much easier for them to just you know play short-term, buy some time with Jarius, than to do it with Chris, because Chris would require either cutting some guys or you know making some moves to adjust some other guys' cap numbers. So you know, the, the indication we got from, from Beach today was certainly that it's a whole lot easier to tag with Jarius, and, and that seems like the strongest possibility. Matt Derrick at ChiefsDigest.com joining us here today on the polls. He's brought to you by Interest Bank. Yeah, we're, I just got done talking about Legereus Sneed. Just seeing on social media that sounds like that Legereus Sneed would be the one to get the tag. And as you brought up, simple mathematics shows that 19.8 is less than 32.2. So, therefore, that would probably be a smarter move there for Brett Feach and the Kansas City Chiefs. What else did you hear from Brett Feach that you thought was maybe a little eyebrow-raising? Was there anything else that you heard from from Brett Feach today? Yeah, you know, um, just probably kind of folding a couple of questions in here together because, you know, one, I asked about some of the injured players, um, what their roles might be as far as OTA goes and um, what kind of expectations are there for them. Um, You know, I think the biggest one is, you know, Joe Tooney, him mentioning is probably going to be about a three- or four-month recovery. So, you know, that's a, a lot more than people, obviously people were hoping for during Super Bowl week and preparations. Um, so it, it's, that's something that, you know, Tooney may not be available until July, so you get the training camp. And if that's the case, 
you know, are, are you going to just you know, stick with Joe Tooney at, at left guard? Because um, he was, you know, Brett was also asked about the possibility that maybe Creed Humphrey becomes a guard one day. Um, and that, that was not poo-pooed. I mean, you know, Brett said, you know, hey, he's a, they view him as an all-pro, Pro Bowl lineman, and he could be a Pro Bowl at any position. And yeah, the snaps that we had a problem with at the end of the year and kind of throughout the season, they're a concern. So, you know, is it a possibility that maybe the Chiefs do move um, Creed to a guard? I mean, if you did that, one possibility would be moving the Tooney to left tackle. But do you do that with Tooney if he doesn't have an offseason and is only available at training camp? You know, we'll see. Um, Brian Cook, probably also not back until training camp, although uh, it sounds like he might be able to at least get back on the field a little bit during OTAs, if not a full participant, at least maybe in a limited role. Um, Charles Aminahue is going to be out probably until training camp or beyond. You know, we'll see where he's kind of at. Um, if he's somebody has to even start the season on non-football injury. But um, that, to me, at least some of the big injury news coming out of this and, to me, a little bit of just thoughts about how you might move, use Creed moving forward. Yeah, that's interesting. You bring up Creed Humphrey and potentially moving on the guard and therefore taking Joe Tooney and putting him at left tackle. Maybe that's the long game that Brett Beach has been playing all along, bringing in Tobin Smith for one year at left tackle. Then you take Joe Tooney, put him at left tackle, move Creed Humphrey to to guard, and boom, there's your there's your answer. I don't think that's the case, but I guess we'll see how things progress in the offseason. We already have one signing, though. And we all knew that Kansas City needed uh, needed this position, and that's Matariza, who joins the Kansas City Chiefs at punter. No Tommy Townsend, which bums me out, but also, though, it sounds like that maybe the price tag might be a little bit too high. So doesn't, it, doesn't this just seem like like a Brett Veach move? You, you bring in a guy who maybe has some off-the-field stuff, but supposedly everything's dismissed, guy can bomb it. I know a punter isn't exactly a position of, of, of really need for anyone because no one wants to see a, a punter being one of the first signings. But at the same time, I just look at this and go, this seems like a Brett Veach move. Is this a Brett Veach move, a true definition of Brett Veach move? Yeah, I mean, I think it is. I think it's an Andy Reid kind of move, too. That, yeah, it's, a, it's a move that if you're Brett Veach, you can only do. Um, because you've got Andy Reid, and you may even just extend it on down to Dave Tope too. It's only a move you can you, you can do when you've got that. Um, there's a lot of teams in the NFL who probably couldn't or shouldn't sign a guy like Matt Ariza, even you know discounting everything and just saying that you know and pointing to the facts and saying, look, he was cleared of any charges. The lawsuit was dropped. If you want to point, paint it in the best possible light and just simply say, hey, this this was a a victim of circumstance and there was nothing to see there there's still a distraction to it. There's still issues to be dealt with. There's still a tension. And I, I think you have to have the right locker room, the right organization to be able to handle all that. And there's no doubt Chiefs have done this before. They, they can handle it. They're used to the pressure and the spotlight. So, you know, I don't think the spotlight's going to be as bright on matterizing Kansas City as it would be in some other places. I think they got the locker room, the leadership to be able to handle it and help him out, support him in any ways. Um, the Chiefs, they give them credit to a degree. They haven't always been perfect, but um, they have done their due diligence in these cases in the past, and um, a lot of them have worked out for them. And, you know, and they obviously have had some issues, and they, hey, the guy moved on from that. I mean, you can go to back to, to uh, Kareem Hunt, but obviously they're dealing with Tyree Kill worked out pretty well for them. So um, there have been others over the years. I mean, every, every organization has their blotches, but. 
Uh, I think you have to say, yeah, the Chiefs are probably one of the few organizations that could take on a RISA and deal with it and, and certainly take the risk because the, the talent upside is absolutely enormous with him. With you being there in Indy, are you specifically looking out for someone or are you about to bounce and come back to the cold in Kansas City? i got to know how long you're in Indy for. I'm primarily here just for this. I will be stopping in with the uh, the defensive linemen, and you'll you better believe I'll be sitting in and uh, and catching up with Darius Robinson from Mizzou tomorrow morning. I mean, that's already <laughs> on my calendar, Pat. So um, I didn't even. I how'd I know when I opened up the door that there was going to be some sort of uh yeah, there's one guy I'm going to watch, and it's very obvious it's going to be a guy from Mizzou. Don't hate on Austin Booker now. Austin Booker might be a guy you want to look out for from KU. Uh, I, he's on the he's on the schedule tomorrow too, so I will definitely check him out for you, Pat. I will do that. Please, please, and thank you because I saw a mock draft that Austin Booker would be going to Kansas City. I got a little excited. I'm not going to lie, I got <laughs> a little excited because I would love to see him in the Chiefs uniform. Uh, the guy was uh, a wrecking crew last year for sure. He was one of those guys when he when he arrived. You're like, man, I wish that KU had him for another three years, but. That's not how it works. Instead, he's going to go try and get paid Boku dollars. He's going to get drafted by someone. Don't know if it's going to be day two, if it'll be day one. Who the heck knows? We'll see how things progress there in Indianapolis. So that's good. You had a chance to go to Indy just for this, and now you'll make your way back. And obviously you're bringing the, the colder temperatures. Is it cold in Indy right now? Um, you know, I haven't been out since this morning, although the high today was supposed to be around 70, and it's been cloudy all day. I think it's still up in those temperatures, but um, the rain okay. and cold, but it's not supposed to snow today. It's supposed to snow tomorrow. So I think the, I think Kansas City is sending the snow over this way. Okay. So, all right, that makes sense. All right, lastly, I saw this, and I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know who did this, all right? All I got to say is... Like, it would be a dream scenario, but it also has, like, a .00000001% chance of happening. This is coming from from a certain gambling website and on Twitter. Hypothetical trade. The Minnesota Vikings would receive a 2024 first-round pick, a 2025 second-round pick, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, from the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chiefs would get Justin Jefferson. In what world? In what world? Um, not <laughs> sure of the world. I mean, so it was first this year and a first next year? <laughs> Second next year. Second That's next what makes year. it even okay. crazier. Yes. Okay. okay. Um yeah, if I'm the, well, I mean, and the first thing I'd probably do if I were the Vikings, I would say, well, okay, you can knock that other player out, and just throw another pick in. Um, <laughs> don't think, don't think that's the sweetener that you know. I, that's the thing I do love about these trades and everything. And, and bless all your hearts out there. Every every team's got it. Every team does it. But you just magically pick the the one player on your team that you don't want anymore, and think that somebody else does want them. Uh, no, there's. I mean, with and with Marquez's contract, there is not a, another team in the NFL that would touch him with a ten-foot pole with that contract. So, <laughs> do not come to me with your your mock draft trades and everything about trying to get value out of out of Marquez Valdez Scantling. Ain't gonna happen.
Of course, everyone wants him. Everyone wants Sky more. Don't you know? Don't you know that the interest is there? Like, go talk to your people in Indy. I'm sure everyone's wondering who's going to make a trade for Marcos Valdez-Scantling. Everyone's got to be talking about it. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm sure that there are absolutely going to be some trades out there. Say, hey, Sky Moore, you know, trade him for a second or a third round pick. It's like, you can't can't get trash for treasure. And I'm not even saying that about Sky, because I'm I'm still a Sky supporter. I I think he's still got... Got got some possibilities to bounce back and and make something of himself, but nobody's going to give you anything for Sky Moore at this point. So, no. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna, and, I'm and there's no that, doubt. Whatever, whatever I know, your like your odds were like what about point zero zero one something or other. I would uh, say at least oh more than that. It was okay. it was it was like point you know in the in the words of the famous clip Leroy Jenkins point zero zero repeating of course uh, because it goes for so long it's just repeating. Because that's take, how bad of a chance would, it is. I would take the odds that you put it at and divide it by half. And that would be my <laughs> Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. All right, Matt. Well, hey, enjoy your remaining time at Indy. Say travels back and hope to talk to you again soon. Sounds great, Pat. Take care, my friend. Thank you so much. You too. Matt Derrick at ChiefsDigest.com. Brought to you by Intrust Bank. In what world would that work? <laughs> Justin Jefferson to the Chiefs. Yeah. Okay, sure. But that's what some people believe in, though. Some people come up with such delusional trade hypotheticals that I just... Look, in Madden, maybe you could force trade that. But even then, I think you would have to hit probably, are you sure, five times before it finally goes through or the game crashes on you. It's not not going to happen, people. All right. We'll talk about the Chiefs as the week rolls along, and we'll probably bring you some different things from Indianapolis as the draft combine continues to take place. Coming up in hour number two, we'll have Taylor Aldridge from the Wichita Eagle, but we got to switch to college basketball. We didn't talk about court stormings yesterday, but it is such a thing now. And there are some coaches talking about it, including one local coach. We'll tell you about that next when we return here on The Pulse. The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Hey, sports fans. Nathan from Brunel's Fine Jewelry and Design. Let's talk about love for a moment. Love can't wait. And neither should your proposal. That's why we're here to make it happen. With a wide selection of engagement rings and diamonds in stock, you could skip the waiting game and propose now. Our master jewelers are ready to set your stone on site at our jewelry shop. Make the process easy and stress-free. Ready to pop the question? Visit us today on the northeast corner of Rock and Central, and let's find the ring that seals the deal. Get ready for an adrenaline-packed weekend. The 67th Annual NAIA Men's Wrestling National Championship is coming to Hartman Arena February 29th through March 2nd. Witness the nation's top wrestlers battling for glory. Don't miss out on the action. Mark your calendars February 29th through March 2nd. For more information and tickets, go to HartmanArena.com. Join us at Hartman Arena for the wrestling showdown of the year. Proudly presented by Visit Wichita. Meet Bob Manetti. In 2016, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Bob participated in a clinical trial that included cutting-edge radiation therapy and surgery. He's been in remission since completion. I'm Keisha Sharp. Since losing my mother to pancreatic cancer, I've been working to share the kind of -of state-of-the-art work being done by Stand Up to Cancer and Lust Garden Foundation. 
To learn more about the latest research, including clinical trials, visit pancreaticcancercollective.org. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. Hello, this is Ben Farha with Farha Roofing. Our team of professionals would like to secure your home or business in 2024. If you have concerns regarding roofing, call Farha Roofing or visit FarhaRoofing.com. Whether it's repair, service, or replacement, Farha Roofing is a team for you. Call Farha Roofing or visit us at FarhaRoofing.com. Farha Roofing, we rise above the rest. Beware of the fog. You're a Swiss from the right wing. The Kansas Jayhawks hit the hardwood every game right here. What ball movement. They share it and they throw it down. There's nothing like Kansas basketball. A part of the journey all season long on your home for Kansas Jayhawk basketball. Tuesday, the Jayhawks entertain BYU. Coverage begins at 7 on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Approaching hour number two, 12 minutes from now, we'll have a Tuesday with Taylor Eldridge brought to you by... You build a Wichita. Appreciate Matt Derrick for being a part of the show. He had to fight through the echo in that gigantic convention center room. <laughs> Matt's everywhere, though. We always like Matt Derrick and hoping to have him with us again next year. But also, we'll keep him in our back pocket for when we need to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. He's always good about that. What's not so great is... Court stormings. At least depends on who you're talking to. We're all talking about this because Jack's favorite school saw one of its players get injured. Kyle Filipowski, he gets hit during a court storming of Wake Forest. Go Demon Deacons, my brother is a season ticket holder. I don't think he would have been storming the court, though. I don't think that's how that works for him. But when the court storming took place, Fans are in the Kyle Filipowski. He winds up getting injured. All of a sudden, went from he's got a sprained ankle to a knee injury to not getting checked out to now he's just a little sore. So things have digressed, which, or regressed, I should say, which is, I guess, great. The severity of the situation seemed a lot worse when it happened. But everyone's talking about court stormings, what to do, what are the solutions. Well, on Monday, John Shire, of course, he was asked about it during the ACC media teleconference call. And that's when he updated everyone that Filipowski was just a little bit sore, which is good. And he says, absolutely, we shouldn't wait until next year. Something should be done right now. At the end of the day, players and coaches and officials are the only people that belong on a court. Meanwhile, Bill Self, he has witnessed the safety issues firsthand during multiple court storms after row losses throughout his career. 
In 2012, Self had to help referee Darren George off the court after he suffered a broken arm as Iowa State fans stormed the floor following an upset over the Jayhawks. I don't recall many people talking about that. Hey, officials get injured. Who cares? According to the eyes of many people. In 2015, a K-State fan bumped former Kansas forward Jamari Trailer during another court storm after an upset of Kansas. Bill Self says, let's get rid of it totally. I don't see the positive impact from a visual standpoint. Our game has excitement, and people are excited about college basketball so much. Court storming isn't as big of a positive as a potential negative that exists with somebody getting hurt or lawsuits. Can you imagine a kid storms the court, runs into somebody, he gets sued, and his life is changed forever? It works both ways. Or somebody runs into one of our players, our player lifts their arms to protect themselves, and catches somebody right in the Adam's apple or hits them in the temple, and they get a concussion or something, that's a lawsuit against them. Bill Self said what happened the other day watching it live, it could have been a lot worse. Filipowski didn't appear to be prepared to brace himself for it. And Self also said the safety measures up until recently have been with the visiting team educating their own players on how to handle court storming. Like calling a timeout with 15 seconds left, and it's a, 10-point game just to get guys out of the game or whatever or tell them don't go out there, stand next to the sideline. Those things happen, but even with that, that should not be the responsibility of the visiting team to educate those guys. You know, Bill Self saying let's get rid of it altogether. I don't necessarily you know, disagree with that. I do think you need to regulate it as much as you can, whatever that might mean, to, to there was one suggestion that maybe people should should just forfeit. You forfeit the game if it happens. That is a little extreme. You shouldn't lose a game because of, of what your students are doing. I don't think that should be the case. Could you throw out uh, a fine that's so egregious that maybe people would second-guess it? Sure, but I still think that there are people who are willing to pay that fine just so they can do that for their students. I think what Bill Self says at the end is the best thing, and that is how about you all talk about it. You all know a court storming is coming, so everyone get together as best as you can, protect yourself, run to the bench, do those things. That does need to be I, – I love the fact that you brought up the regulation there from his vantage point because I do think that should be stressed to everyone out there. Now, just because you bought a ticket doesn't mean it gives you the right to go on the floor and, and go crazy. That's not how this works. But he brings another good point, too. You can get sued. And we all know if that's going to be the case, then, yeah, you might second-guess yourself on going out there and maybe running into someone. Jack, do you have any quick thoughts on that as we turn the page of Taylor Eldridge in hour number two? Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a, a different way you can go about making this more structured than, you know, threatening jail time for students. I mean, I, I saw yeah. one – you know, idea of like put 30 seconds on the clock, get the players off the floor, and then have the kids go crazy and rush the court and celebrate with yep. their team. So to me, that feels like a likely option. Don't need to be too severe, but also need to be sure and protect the safety of the players. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And I think that's a good thing, too. <laughs> Make sure you keep everyone back. I know security, sometimes hiring security people, it might be hard, but if you can do something like that, as you brought up, put a minute on the, on the clock and go, hey, let everyone chill out for a moment that would be a good strategy but we'll see what changes come out of it 
because we all know it's all going to change because of your favorite school, Duke University. All right, that wraps up our number number one. Our number two, straight ahead, we'll have Taylor Eldridge in moments here on The Pulse. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.